BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. How the hell we doing? Well, I'll tell you what. My roots are thick. My neck is thicker. And I sweat through my shirt today. So that's where I'm at. The Georgia heat is rolling in and it gets you. It gets you like an insect bite. You know what I mean? One minute you're like, oh, I'm just sitting out here on a patio. Cool breeze. My tie in my hand. Next thing you know, you walk inside and you've got 65 mosquito bites, but you didn't feel them doing it in the moment. That's the Georgia heat. Tuesday night, you got a light sweater on. Wednesday morning, you wake up on the seventh layer of the sun. You're like, what the <laughs> It's so fucking hot. We're in it. It's summer, baby. We are doing it. We are in it. And um, everybody just buckle up. Get your mega babe out. You know, I, Google on Amazon, figure out cool cooling packs, get some ice chips, put them in your bra. It's fucking hot. And it's not that dry heat. It's that wet, wet, humid heat. If you've got eczema, be prepared for a flare up. You got to watch your carbon sugar intake around these time, around this time of year. Because if you get out there with the moisture from the humidity and on top of that, you've got the, you know, the sugar and all that extra yeast from your daily croissant coming out of your pores, forget it. You're fucked. Anyways, just giving y'all a heads up, medical heads up. It's hot as shit. And the, the worst part is my anxiety is a little bit through the roof right now. I'm supposed to start these uh, these shots again. And I'm, I'm very much so trying to talk myself out of it. I was supposed to pick up the shots on Friday. They didn't have it ready. Went over there today, still had to wait on it. I got home, was supposed to start a shot in the afternoon because my protocol has now changed. It's going to be one shot in the morning, four shots at the in the evening. So I was able to do one around lunch. I look in the bag. They don't have it. So I call the place. They're like, yeah, we had to outsource that to another pharmacy. They don't fucking have it. I don't know when I'm supposed to start this. But here's the problem. All of this has to be very meticulously timed out. I only have a very short window to do this again because then I have to get ready to go on tour and I have to get ready to hopefully shoot a pilot and do all this other shit. And I'm kind of having one of these moments, like we obviously know that women can do anything, but what I am realizing is also doing this and being in the entertainment biz, my face, my body, my voice, my physical being is so much a part of my job. And so if I'm physically down, I can't do my job. And if I'm not physically in shape, I can't tour because it's fucking brutal and I need to get my ass in gear. And I'm not saying this. I know I've talked about this over the past couple months. I mean, it's one thing to be on hormones trying to freeze your eggs and you just feel bloated and gross. I'm about to start this again and I feel I feel so rock bottom. And I'm not saying this to be mean to myself. I'm giving myself grace. But I really and truly, in order for me optimally to be able to work at the top of my game for when I go back out on the road, I got to take off 30 pounds. I know that seems extreme. Okay, maybe 20. Because I, I mean, I'm out of breath going up the stairs. None of my tour clothes fit. I got to get it in gear. However, for the next 10 days, you're not really allowed to work out or 
do anything while you're on these drugs because your ovaries swell up. And also, I don't know if you're not supposed to like metabolize the hormones. There's, they have very strict rules around this. So anyways, all this being said, it's Georgia heat. You know, when you're like, just you're like heavy and you just, nothing fits and you're sweaty and you're itchy in your car. And you're like, if I was 10 pounds lighter, maybe I'd be a degree cooler. But I also am kind of up shit's creek without a paddle because I know I'm going to get even bigger and more bloated through these next 14 days. So it's kind of like, I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't, but I need to do this. Oh God, do you hear the spiral? Do you hear the emotional spiral? It's not a vanity thing. I want to feel comfortable right now. A little bit of a vanity thing, but also like I, to be on the road, to travel, to perform, to be able to maintain a 90 minute show. And if you've been to my shows, you know, I'm a very physical comedian. I got to get my ass in gear, doggy. And it's one thing if you're doing the shots and you're like, eh, I feel a little icky. Like I'm on my period, but guess what? I'm still going to be able to get on the Peloton. I can't do shit. I can go for like a light walk. And now they fucked it up and it's pushing me back and I'm supposed to be in the Turks for a photo shoot. No fucking way that's going to happen. I'm just stressed. I'm stressed the fuck out. Listen, these are all first world problems. But I think I'm just in a space where what a lot of people don't realize is I've been stre- so stressed the fuck out that my teeth are falling out of my mouth in my dream. You know, I'm getting in my night guard and I got to get more Botox in my jaw. Shit really does work. But I think for so much of what I do in my career, it's so much behind the scenes. Like I'm in front of y'all. I'm finishing the script and we're about to turn it into the network. And it's just, it's like, this is my baby. If this goes, then I have a show. You know what I mean? Like so much of what I do is behind the scenes. And I've been quite pretty quiet on social media just because I've been drowning. I'm like, Literally in the deep end, trying to get my head above water every day is a challenge. And again, you have to look at it every day as a challenge. But then to also add the physical unrest I feel on all these hormones. And then on top of that, just knowing, okay, I got 14 days. Let's see if this fucking works so I can get these eggs on ice. I got to get this script in. The podcast is a fucking beast. You know, that's the other thing. Back in the day, if you were like a comedian, you just did stand up. You did one thing. Nowadays, in order to survive in this fucking business, you got to have a podcast. You got to be on the TikToks, the Instagrams. You got to, you know, phone a friend on fucking Facebook. I don't even know how to log into my Facebook, but apparently I had to the other day. You got to sell four shows, have eight brand deals. I mean, I'm hawking so much shit right now to pay for the second round of egg freezing. It's unbelievable. Buckle up. I need y'all to be supportive. You know, and I told my agent, I said, can I just get a one giant campaign for Vagisil and let's call it a day. Do you have vaginal discharge? I sure do. Vagisil. Like, wh- where is that ad? Vagisil, fucking call me. Somebody who listens to this podcast. I know they have a direct line. I'll talk about your yeaster for days. Will they cut me a check? Hope they do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a baseball player plays baseball. A doctor does medicine. I am doing 45,000 fucking things. Richly blessed, not complaining for the opportunity, just trying to streamline the operation. Hold, please. My doctor's calling. We deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why, especially when it comes to something we take every day. Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly multivitamin is formulated with high-quality nutrients in bioavailable forms your body can actually use. Let me tell you what you won't find in Ritual vitamins. Sugars, GMOs, major allergens, synthetic fillers, and artificial colorants. Plus, the fresh taste and delayed-release capsule design makes taking your vitamins easy. Ritual is easy for me. I literally, they send it directly to my door. I don't have to think about it. I used to take like six different multivitamins. Now everything's just packaged in one. And I realized that I'm very deficient in vitamin D. What's great about Ritual? It's a multivitamin that's reimagined. A multivitamin should contain key nutrients and forms your body can actually use to help fill in the gaps. All right. So no shady extras. Ritual's delayed release capsules design literally delivers high quality nutrients, including that vitamin D3 in two daily pills. I cannot tell you how important it is that you take vitamin D. We are, it doesn't matter how much you sit in the sun, your body needs to absorb that good, good D. You know what I'm talking about? Here's the thing. Ritual is also made traceable. You'll always know what nutrients you're taking and where they come from thanks to Ritual's one-of-a-kind visible supply chain. And it's designed with your life in mind. Now available for women, men, and teens. 
Ritual multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support different life stages. And that is what I love. Get key nutrients without the BS. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Hey, 10% off during your first three months. That's a deal. Visit ritual.com slash absolutely and start your ritual today. Sorry about that. I'm back. The compound pharmacy called. They've got my medicine shipped out. So only two days behind schedule, but we're going to figure it out. Ah, what was I even saying earlier? It's wild. I just feel like I'm juggling a lot of balls in the air right now. And, and that's the thing that people don't see. You know, I've, I've had some folks say, you know, what, why aren't you like being more entertaining on the internet? Because everything I'm doing right now is behind the scenes. I am trying to make these opportunities happen so that then I can be entertaining all the fucking time. But you have to realize, I write my own material. I write my own show. I'm wheeling fucking dealing. I do my editing. I'm a full-blown fucking makeup artist at this point. I'm a gaffer. I'm lighting design. I'm prosthetics. I'm craft services. I'm doing transportation. I'm props. I mean, there's not a job or a hat in this business that I'm not fucking wearing right now. I need a tool belt of responsibilities. That's what I have on right now, a tool belt of responsibilities. And then on top of that, I got to somehow be a good wife, which is unbearable right now. I mean, I love my husband, but I'm trying to be a good wife and be attentive and be helpful and be caring and loving and sweet. And my fuse is so burnt out by the time I emerge from the basement office at seven. I'm like, get your penis away from me. I don't even want your crotch to be faced in my direction. You know what I'm saying? Poor Jeff. Ooh, listen, it got so bad. He went to Myrtle Beach this weekend to go play golf with some buddies. And he called me and goes, Myrtle Beach is a shithole. I said, yeah, uh-huh. Could have told you that. You know it's bad when your husband has to go to Myrtle. Myrtle's like the Jersey Shore, but with more Red Bull. You know what I'm saying? I want you to picture the Jersey Shore, but Southern and everyone's on Red Bull. That's it. Take that, marinate on it, and you know what I've got. It ain't good. No, Jeff and I are fine. I'm not saying that there's like, you know, trouble in the marriage. But um, I'm just, I've got a, I got a short fuse. <sighs> I'm just psyching myself out. I think the anxiety of turning in the script and pray that this show gets picked up. I think it's phenomenal. I've never worked this hard in my entire life. I, my blood, my sweat, my emotions, my vaginal secretions, they're all in this script. And I just pray to God that we can make the show. You know, I mean, listen, I'll always be fucking funny on Instagram. I'm never going to not bring you hot premium fire fucking content. It would be nice to be able to like, you know, see your name on a call sheet. And you're like, I did that. I created that. I get to be on your screen at home on your big TV. So it's just a lot of professional um, pressure. And at the end of the day, I'm the only one who can do it because this is me and this is my job. And I am so unbelievably grateful for the opportunities. I just don't want to fuck it up. You know what I mean? It's like you get to the major leagues. It's game one. First pitch. Don't fuck it up. That's where I'm at. And listen, I got to give myself grace, but goddamn, it's hot in Georgia right now. It is, the the earth has shifted. Our access has tilted and we're in the Southern hemisphere right now, baby. And it is fucking hot. So if you see me at a Target, at a Whole Foods, a TJ's, wherever, and I'm just standing outside my car with the door open, but like I'm fe- like I'm standing with the door open in between the pass- the driver's door and the outside world, and I'm just standing there, and I got one of the vents blowing cool air on me, and I'm like giving myself a pep talk to go into to Target, and I'm like, come on, bitch. You didn't even wear a bra here. Just come on. You got this. You can have a sweet treat when if you get out of here. You got this. I know you feel like a mastodon. I know you feel like a caged animal. Your body's thick. The sweat is moist, but you got this. That's just me giving myself a pep talk. Because if I don't, I'm driving the Audi straight off a bridge. (laughs) Because it is stressful. Listen, 
it's so amazing to me what women can accomplish. Not only am I under this like professional stress, but then on top of it, trying to like inject hormones into your body to then grow eggs. And this is the other fucked up part. Again, I, I still have people say, why don't you just have a baby? It's not in the cards for me right now to be a mother. I want to be a great mother. And I still, because of what I do, I'm like a late bloomer when it comes to my career. And I am so grateful for the opportunities. But having a baby in this exact moment when I have this much on my plate is not responsible for me to do. So I'm trying to be proactive in my barren fertility because I've got half an egg left. I've got like egg whites. You know what I mean? You're hungover. It's brunch. You go to a place. You got that healthy fucking friend with you who like doesn't drink. So the night before they were like, um... I went to bed at 10 and I got up and did yoga on a Sunday. Um, I'll have that egg white omelet. No feta. I'm not doing dairy right now. And you're like, I'll have the triple bacon. Six eggs. I need the protein. That's where most people my age are at. But I'm the bitch now. I'm not ordering egg whites because I'm healthy. I'm ordering egg whites because that's all my body has left. And I need a full egg. All right, but I got the whites, but I need the yolk. That's where I'm at. So my body's betraying me. I'm sweating in the basement, <laughs> but we're blessed. So just pray for me. If you're praying, pray that this next round goes well, because I this is my little window to do it. And then I got to get my ass in gear. You're going to see me this summer. I'm not fucking around. I've got two weeks. I'll know in the next eight days whether or not this round of hormones is working. And if it doesn't work and they are unable to do the egg retrieval, we'll stop. I'm going to go to a sweat lodge for three days, sweat out all the fucking human growth hormones. And then I'm showing up at a CrossFit gym and we're fucking going. No, I won't be at a CrossFit gym. I will be on the Peloton every day. I need you to follow me on Peloton. Heather K. McMahon, just like my Instagram name. Because I got it. I got two months to just get jacked before the tour. And it's honestly, it's a stamina thing. You cannot perform for two hours on stage if you are out of shape. I don't know how people do it, but I cannot do it. If I'm going to do this, and do my job well and come to a city near you and rage and be funny as shit, I also need to be able to fit in my costume <laughs> and be able to not pass out on stage. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I'm at. We got two weeks and then it's fucking go time. Eating very healthy in the meantime, just because it's too hot not to. I've said this before though. You know, some people get really ripped in the summer. I get jacked in the winter. I don't know why. I just, I do well in sweaters. My muscles pop through a sweater nicely, but I got no choice. So anyways, yeah, my body's betraying me, but it's okay. It's okay. We got this. We got this. We're moving through it. We got it. I just got to get through the next two weeks and then I can do it. And sorry to my friends who see me out and about. My girlfriend's like, you don't call. I'm like, I haven't left my fucking basement. I went to Harbor Island for four days, submitted my script. We got half a note back, which is great from our producer. And then the next step is we adjust like one thing and then we send it in. But it's like very, it's, it's high stakes. It's high stakes. And um, that's okay. I'm so glad I have this opportunity. I've worked 34 years to fucking get there. So let's get it across the finish line. But don't be mad at me that I haven't called you back because I'm sweating on estrogen. Mm. God, I'm good. You know them. I love them. You love them. I know them. I'm talking about Vizzy, V-I-Z-Z-Y, hard seltzer. Why in this world when there's so many choices to be made, so many difficult things to choose from, why not make your life easier and choose the best hard seltzer? Vizzy, honestly, is my freaking jam. And anybody who I've turned it on to, they love it. I drink it. My fridge is stocked full. And here's my favorite thing. Guess what? It has acerola cherry in it, which is a super fruit with 30 times more vitamin C per cup than an orange. That's right. Acerola cherry. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Listen, they've got amazing flavors like strawberry kiwi, black cherry lime, pineapple mango, watermelon strawberry. My favorite, blackberry lemon and raspberry tangerine. Even more, papaya passion fruit, blueberry pomegranate. You name it, they got it. Listen, I am obsessed with Vizzy because here's the deal. At 5% alcohol by volume, only 100 calories and less than one gram of real cane sugar per can, every sip of Vizzy is more exhilarating. And you don't have to worry about putting a bunch of junk down the gullet because it's only 100 calories and I'm about that life. 
And again, with that acerola cherry, that pop of vitamin C, you're getting antioxidants in your hard seltzer. Upgrade your hard seltzer to Vizzy. To find out where you can purchase Vizzy, go to V-I-Z-Z-Y, that's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash absolutely. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash absolutely. Must be 21 or older. All right. Hey, real quick update. Tina took a tumble. My girlfriend, Christina's down here helping me. She, (laughs) I always thought I'm not laughing. I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me get through this. I always thought I was great in panic situations and I am, but in a medical panic situation, I'm great at making the call. I'm great at lifting the body, putting them in the car, but seeing the actual injury is it. I have to warm up to it. But poor Christina, she's down here helping me with some stuff right now. And she was carrying a glass jar into Angela's townhouse because Angela moved. And she just slipped and the glass jar, it was like this huge, almost like cookie jar, shattered. And then Christina fell right on the jar. Huge gash in her leg. We had to take her to like the urgent care ER situation. She got six stitches. She's being such a trooper. But goddamn, it was like, I mean, I said, Tina, if God isn't saying you need to take a break and just do a little self-care right now. Like, I think the universe is telling both of us, slow down, do some self-care, go for a walk, eat a vegetable, have a glass of water, maybe a vitamin. It's time to pump the brakes. If you don't take a nap or maybe do a downward dog, you won't make it. Thank God she's okay. But here's the crazy thing. So we go to this like urgent care. It was an urgent care, but, you know, obviously they're able to like handle emergency situations. This fantastic doctor, he was very good looking, was sewing um, her up and I'm in there trying to make her giggle and, you know, we're trying to get her mind off of it and she's in a lot of pain. God bless her. And he was like, listen, how old are y'all? We're like, we're 34. He's like, I am too. He's like, if you don't start meditating every day and start exercising and get your life right and get off all the, the pills and start, you know, taking some ashwagandha and some valerian root and maybe some tart cherry juice at night to bring down your cortisol. He's like, you'll have a heart attack by 40. He looked at me dead in my eyes. Teen is a patient. He said, you got to get your life right. I said, okay, garçon. He was like, I see, I see entertainers. I see people all the time. They get burnt out. They give and they give, but what are they getting back? I said, Doc, I don't even know anymore. My love language is laughter. I got to do it. He said, well, your love language is about to be a pacemaker. If you don't take the stress down and the (laughs) the vegetables and the cardio up. So got to take it easy. I was like, sir, you're sewing up her leg. He's like, I'm talking to her too. Y'all are 34 and you look fucking terrible. Get your life right. Hold on. My doctor's calling back. Give me a sec. Okay, again, forgot what I was talking about. Oh, you guys, let me just tell you about how the morning went. I took Chris back to the airport. I had to search down these drugs. The the fucking thing was all messed up. Um, I had to pee so bad. My back teeth were singing anchors away. My accountant called me. He's like, you got to get this shit into me. We've already filed an extension. You got to get your life right. Then the doctor called me and she's like, shit, we got to push your protocol back now three days, which means I then am not going to be able to do this photo shoot, which another business is relying on me for to do the photo shoot, which now I can't travel because my egg retrieval will now be pushed back three days because the pharmacy fucked up. Then my agent calls me and she goes, you had an audition due. I need it in 30 minutes. So I run home put on the fucking ring light. Christina's got a bum leg. She's holding on to the side of my glass desk, just trying to stay alive. We somehow get this audition out. We send it out. She goes back to urgent care to check out her stitches because now she's on like day four of having her stitches in. Jeff walks in. The painters are here. Riggs is at camp. Robin's screaming about something. I mean, enough. My doctor just called me twice in the middle of recording this fucking podcast to tell me I'm concerned. That's where I'm at. That's okay. Again, I am never, I just want everyone to understand I am never not grateful for my opportunities. It's just everything's happening at a rapid pace and there is only one of me and I am trying to do the absolute most incredible, professional, hysterical, amazing, awesome, never been seen before, groundbreaking, breathtaking job ever while also planning for my future of being a mother. And women can do it all, but it's a lot on my plate. So didn't expect to be still on hormones, freezing my eggs. But here we go. Let's get these eggs out. 
Okay. Anyways, I'm going to get into the hotline. I know you guys have had a crazy week, crazy month. It's hot where you are too. Things are heating up. New York was 82 fucking degrees the other day. So shit's about to get wild this summer. Also been out. A lot of restaurants now are like, if you're vaxxed, come on in. No mask, like live your fucking truth. So I know this summer is about to get crazy, but it's only can get crazy for me until I run 10 miles beforehand. All right, let's get into the voicemails. Heather, it's Daphne from California. I am calling you because my absolutely not is getting on an interview on FaceTime and then being asked, well, they're in a robe, mind you, in a robe in a hotel, and then being asked if I have Instagram, and I said yes. Do I have Twitter? I said yes. And then she's, but I was like, but I'm private. And nowhere in this job description did it say I need to have an Instagram and a Twitter. And then she calls me, or no, I tell her, she asks why. And I said, because I'm not famous and I, I don't fucking feel like it. I just, I don't feel like being on the gram publicly. I didn't know that that was a fucking crime. And after I told her that, she proceeds to tell me that I sound like I'm not confident and that I am also, I'm not confident because I don't want to post on the gram. Oh, and I care too much about what people think. Listen up, bitch. I looked her up. She's trying to be the Kim K of God knows what. And it ain't working because Kim K wouldn't act like that. And also, I don't have to be on Instagram to be interesting or hot. And that's my absolutely not. Love ya. Goodbye. Sis, who is this bitch? What hotel is she at? I'm gonna find her and I'm gonna let her know that she needs to take several seats. Okay, let me tell you this. Obviously, because I'm an entertainer, I live my life on the gram. I enjoy the gram. But there are days where I think people know too fucking much. Like, it's easy to find me. It's easy to know what I had for lunch. I probably overshared, but whatever, whatever. That's what I do, okay? It's, I don't know what fucking job you were going for, but you know what job I think you were about to sign up for that God protected you from? You're probably about to get sex traffic. Let's talk about it real quick. A, why is this lady barely clothed in a robe? B, why is she interviewing you from her hotel room? C, why is she wanting to know you're, Instagram and Twitter handles. D, she's a madam. Did you know that? She was running a whorehouse is what just happened. I'll never forget when I first moved to LA. It was so hard to get a restaurant job. And I had worked at all these really great places in New York. And I took a lot of pride in, you know, the the work that I did at restaurants. I, I made great fucking money. I loved it. I loved waiting on people, meeting new people. I could do like workout bits at a table. Like I had a fucking blast. And I worked in these really awesome spots and I felt very educated in like, you know, food and beverage, if you will. I moved to LA. I couldn't get a fucking restaurant job anywhere, nowhere. They would not look at my resume. And I went to this open call one day for a waiting job. Every girl online, not a single bitch had a bra on. They all had the deep side titty. Like so much so that if, you know, they were to like step on something or fall off the sidewalk weird, the whole titty would be out. Just loose breasts, just loose. And I'm walking up to this interview and I have on like a nice outfit, like cool LA chic, but still very tailored and professional. And I got up to the front door and there was a line and I literally out loud go, fuck me. And then two girls like, I know, right? I'm like, they're not even going to look at me. I brought a resume. I brought actual references. Usually I lie on references. These were real numbers. And I finally, I was like, fuck it. I'm here. I drove across town. I'm going to sit here and wait. And it was some sort of like chic bar slash, I guess, more nightclub. And I sat in this booth in this nightclub at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday. And the girl interviewing me said, I thought I was going for like a bottle service, but not really. It was like a server. It was a server because this place sold food. Apparently it wasn't. It was a fucking brothel. And this woman, I'm sitting on this vinyl seat in this big booth. And you know how sad nightclubs are? You can hear your voice echoing through the, the large space. She's like, so where are you from? I'm like, Atlanta, 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 Atlanta. And it's just, you're, you're just mortified to be in there. A nightclub during the day is where you go to just sit in a booth and fucking figure shit out. You know what I mean? 
And the girl's like, I think you'd be great for the job. She looked me up and down. She's like, we definitely need to dress a little bit sexier. Also, what's your Instagram? And I said, huh? She said, what is your Instagram? I gave her my Instagram. And at the time I had like 5,000 followers. She goes, okay, so this is light. So I can't put you on the floor is what she told me. But you could be outside of the club and do like recruiting. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I have a resume from New York from some of the top places to work in the city and you can't give me a job because I don't have enough Instagram followers. So now you want me to recruit? I said, what am I recruiting? Justin Bieber's? Like, I don't get it. She's like, so what you would do is your job would be like on a Tuesday from like three to five, you would go out to like gyms and other places, like stand outside banks and like Jones on third and hand out flyers and try and recruit people to come to the club. I was like, I'm a fucking promoter. You want me to be a promoter? And I remember her name was Laurel. And I said, Laurel, you can literally, literally ask me to do anything. I will scrub toilets in this nightclub. I will work as a bouncer. I will wear a security guard outfit. I am not standing outside of a Bank of America looking for rich Persian dudes to come out so that I can then ask them, hey, you want to go to a nightclub? No, no, not going to happen on my watch. Then I didn't even get the job. (laughs) I didn't even get the job. Did not even. She never called me back. No, I remember it was two days later. She called me and it was like noon on a Wednesday. She's like, hey girl, hey, I want to see how spontaneous you are. Can you meet me at the corner of La Cienega and Sunset? I've got a crew I want you to meet. Literally, that's what she said. And I was like, oh no, this woman's about to throw me in the back of a fucking van. And I told her to suck my dick and I hung up on her. And I never went to that nightclub. And I never got a restaurant job. Never once got hired for a restaurant job in LA. I already love my Helix mattress. And guess what? I love to see when a company thinks of another great idea. Well, the makers of Helix mattress have now come up with Birch Living. It's an organic mattress that is incredibly comfortable. And guess what? Certified organic. We love that. All the materials are naturally and sustainably sourced. Finally, an amazing night's rest you can feel so great about. I got one of the birch mattresses and I put it in my guest bedroom. And now there are days where I just find myself like sneaking in there just to take a nap because I just feel so good. And I realize I now got to update one of my other mattresses. I'm just playing mattress roulette at this point. And I am obsessed with the birch mattress. Here's the thing. It's made right here in America with just four materials that come straight from nature. Organic latex, organic New Zealand wool, American steel springs, and an organic cotton cover. They have 25-year warranty and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll pick it up for you if you don't love it, but I know you will. So if you're looking for a new mattress, check out birchliving.com slash absolutely. And hey, Birch is giving $200 off all mattresses and two eco rest pillows at birchliving.com slash absolutely. That's $200 off all mattresses and all mattress orders and two free eco rest pillows. Again, go to birchliving.com slash absolutely. All of this being said is I fuck that. This woman wasn't professional on her end. I don't know why the fuck she needs to know about your personal life. I'm going to need you to to DM me or call back so we know what the fuck this job was. But the subtext of this text is, I just saved you from being trafficked. You saved yourself, but also just know if they're not being professional and then they want you to spontaneously meet them at the corner of La Cienega and Sunset, you say fucking no. Because the next thing you know, you'll be in the back of a van in Rancho Cucamonga doing things you never thought you would. You know what that was? I was just looking over my my shoulder. I moved quick. You got to work on your wind sprints. Do you remember what suicides were? That's what they called them in high school. I know it's a terrible name for it. You have to do these ladder sprints. You go down and back to a cone. Then the next time you go down and back to that cone, then down and back to the next cone. And you have to do like 10 of those. So really you do it like a hundred times and then you, you want to vomit at the end. That's what, as women, we need to start doing. It's one thing just to get in shape so I can go out and perform and, and be my best self and be able to work. But I need to start doing wind sprints, suicide runs, so that I can't get got. You need to be fast on your toes. Always have on a sensible fucking sandal. 
You know how you can spot a secret service or an air marshal? They have rubber shoes on. Like they have a rubber sole, even on their nice shoes. That's how you can tell. If you are like in DC and you see somebody in like khaki pants and he's got rubber soled shoes, he's secret service. Because if he has to take off at any second, if he has to pivot, turn and run the other way, he can do it. And I'm just saying, if you see me at a nightclub ever, I don't like nightclubs, but if you ever see me at one and I've got on like a New Balance sneaker, it's because I know if I got to sprint the fuck out of here, I'm going. Bringing that shit back in style. Bandage dress and a sensible sneaker. That's what's up. Girl, I'm sorry about this job. Fuck them. You almost got trafficked. I'm glad you're safe. Don't fuck with these hoes. Hey, Heather. It's Rachel in Atlanta. Um, my absolutely not is just men really not taking care of their apartments or their living spaces. Like my boyfriend and I have been dating for eight years and he's like, why do you not want to live with me? And I'm like, because you're fucking disgusting. He has no trash can in his bathroom. There's always piss on the toilet seat. He doesn't do the dishes. It generally just smells bad. And he sees no problem. He, he does not understand. I, I just can't, I can't live like that. And I don't really know what the solution is here, but he truly does not see the error in his ways. And um, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know what to do about this. Maybe you have, uh, you can shed some light since you and Jeff have been in a uh, domestic thing for a while. Just let me know what your thoughts are here. But that's my absolutely not. Bye. Rachel, I've tried to record this six times and it keeps fucking up. So I <laughs> hopefully third time's a charm. Uh, Rachel, wow, you've been with the guy eight years. Let's call him Matt. You didn't tell me his name, but I like a Rachel and a Matt. That sounds like a solid, it, maybe you both drink too much, but but a decently solid relationship. Uh, you got you to gotta let him know. You got to let him know today. I know you, you said you've communicated because he asked you, why aren't you moving in with me? But I think maybe you need to have him move in with you. Now, I know that's uh, your titties got a little tight there for a second, but you control the narrative. You control the space. Listen, men have to learn. They do. They're simple creatures. And I want to give a shout out to the guys who do listen to this podcast. Also, specific shout out to Jake. He left me a voicemail. Jake, I wanted to play your voicemail, but half of it cut out. So I apologize. But he called in. He said, Heather, I found you from Theo Vaughn. And you said, you know, you only have like five straight male listeners or four straight male listeners. He's like, I want you to know I'm the fifth. Very much so enjoy you. So thank you, Jake. I enjoy you as well. So Jake, I don't want you to think that we're throwing all these dudes under the bus, but this is something that we need to address. Now, I've discussed this before, but let me remind y'all. When Jeff was living in an apartment in Hoboken, no joke in New Jersey, New Jersey, they had this cat that lived on the roof of their like weird apartment, townhouse, sublet, split level, duplex bullshit. He went away for the weekend and one of his roommates used to steal from him all the time. So he had to put an extra lock on his door. And long story short, the cat from the outside busted through like a, like, I don't know, there was like an air conditioning unit and then the window wasn't properly sealed. So the cat got through his room and got trapped in his room for a week and a half while we were on vacation. Jeff comes back. He has a deviated septum, has no fucking idea of, he can't smell anything, has no idea what this cat has done to his room. Week later, I'm laying in this shit box of apartment, laying on his duvet. He's got a navy duvet cover with the, you know, a, a tan duvet uh, down comforter in the in the center of the duvet. And I'm laying on this bed. I'm going, babe, it smells like horrific, almost ammonia-like. Well, like peel the wallpaper off your wall, cat piss. This is this is terrible. He's like Heather. You're being so judgmental about my shitty fucking apartment. It's temporary until we get our shit together. Like he was really on me. He's like, you're being, you know, you're being judgmental. You're being a brat. You're being a fucking brat. And I was like, no, babe, I'm not trying to be a brat. I'm not trying to be judging. I'm just letting you know, I definitely think there is urine on your bed. He's like, no fucking way. No way. Because obviously by the time we got back, the cat had gotten back through the the room. Oh, no, no. What happened was the roommates heard the cat and had to break down his door. That was a whole fucking thing because Jeff had an extra lock. He had like a deadbolt that he used to like lock his room with an extra key because he didn't trust one of his fucking roommates. So long story short, Jeff and I are in like a heated argument. I'm like, I'm not being judgy. I don't give a shit. I know we're both broke. We live in shit all apartments, but I guarantee you this cat pissed on your, on your duvet. Lo and behold, I rip off the duvet cover, the entire down comforter 
because you can't, you couldn't tell because the duvet was dark and it had dried, was covered, soaked through with cat urine. This cat had just peed on the bed for four days straight before the other roommates came back and realized this cat was trapped in this room. And we had spent like half an evening laying on this bed trying to watch a movie while we were just soaking in cat urine. So I just want to say I love my husband and he is semi-clean and he did not know because he had a broken fucking nose that he was laying in a litter box for about four and a half hours. And then I asked him, Jeff, when would you have picked this? Like, when would you have figured this out? Because if I wasn't here, you would have never smelt it. And he was like, I don't know. I changed my duvet cover every month and a half. My toes curled back. I change my sheets once a week at least. Are you insane? So listen, you just got to teach him. You got to teach him. You sit down, Matt, and you go, Matt, this is disgusting. I'm not moving into your apartment. We can either get a place together that's our own, or you can move in with me. But I am not stepping into your frat pad. You're a grown fucking adult. Here's a little caboodle kit. Get him a shower caddy. Get him a shower caddy, put some Lysol, some Pine Sol, some Fabuloso. You know I love to just stand in my mom's garage and huff fabuloso. It's the fucking best. And you say, you're going to figure this out. You're going to clean up, up, clean up after yourself or we're not going to fuck. And when he hears that, he will mop the floors with his penis just so he can get it. You got to let him know you're about to learn, sir. Jeff would have had no idea had I not ripped down the duvet. And when he saw it, he was like, what? No. Mittens. How could you do this? I was like, I am 100% sure we have been rolling around in this cat's litter box, which is now your bed. Burn the mattress. Cat scratch fever. I'm getting dumber by the minute. I know for a fact it's because I have that weird cat disease now. Guys, I'm not, I'm not even kidding you. I'll never forget. You know, we're cat people. But we've always, of course, kept a immaculate litter box and we have a whole situation. My dad one day came down dead ass serious. I think my sister and I talked about this once. He thought my dad sat us down. He goes, guys, I think I have this cat disease. We were like, what? He had convinced himself that he was having short-term memory loss because he got infected from one of our cats. We were like, dad, you don't live on an island with a bunch of feral loose cats. Our cats are immaculate. They get groomed. They they didn't scratch you. Like, what are you talking about? This is just how dramatic my father was all the time. He's like, no, I think, I think, uh, I'm not feeling as sharp as I used to be. (laughs) My dad, Kramer, Kramer did not give you a cat disease. You're too high right now. And he'd be like, yep, you're right. Pass me the ruffles and the French onion dip. I was like, okay, here we go. But yeah, you tell them either fabuloso up or you ain't getting to fuck. And that's what's up. Next call. Hey, Heather. Um, I'm not going to tell you my name, but I do live in a thriving metropolitan southern city that you've been to with your show. And I love your show. I saw you in Chattanooga. Um, But I have to tell you about a dog sitting hoe story. Okay. I was also a dog sitting hoe. I had sex with my boyfriend on the family's U-shaped couch in their rec room with the giant TV. And it was really fun at the time, but I felt horrible about it afterwards. And I also didn't pick up a giant poop that their bulldog made on the grass when I forgot the doggy bag when walking around the neighborhood. And it's a very popular walkable neighborhood in this city. And anyway, that's my confession. I really haven't told anyone about it because I'm so embarrassed. But I did double check that they didn't have cameras before I um, did that but hopefully they didn't have a hidden camera. Um, They never asked me to dog sit again. Um, And I wondered if it smelled like sex afterwards. But anyway, I'm very clean. I'm a germaphobe, so I made sure that there was not a trace, but it was definitely not a proud moment for me at all. So watch out for those dog sitting hoes because I'm one of them. Okay, I'm loving that you called in for this confession. Now, if you missed last week's episode, friend of a friend caught her dog sitter having sex, well, having 
getting titty fucked on her couch while she was away through her Furbo dog camera. So uh, to catch up to speed, I have the photos, I have the video evidence. It's wild. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. So I asked some of our listeners, hey, have you ever done anything crazy or let me know, you know, if, that, if you've ever caught anybody doing anything. And we've now have our first confession. Also, your area code is 615. That means Nashville. So Hey, girl, we don't know who you are, but you are calling from Nashville, and I'm here for it. Thanks for coming to see me in Chattanooga. It checks out. It's close by. This is great. This is great. I love a confession. I love a dirty confession. So you're telling me you had sex on somebody who couch you were you were watching their bulldog. Smush face. Adorable. I love a bulldog. You had sex on their couch, and then you didn't pick up the dog shit when you took the dog for a walk. Listen, I don't like to, I don't like organized religion, but I feel like I'm like a Catholic priest right now. We're in confessional. Tell me your darkest deeds. Maybe that's the way we need to pivot with this podcast. Maybe, maybe it becomes just a dark confessional, but no, actually I don't want that. That's, I already immediately regret that responsibility. I don't want to know anything. It's too much. It's too much. I can't handle it. I get nervous. I'm a goody two shoes. That's wild. Wow. Okay. Okay, yes, freaky. I need to do that. I feel bad. I need to have wild sex with Jeff. But I don't feel like it right now. (laughs) No, I do. I love him. He's so hot. We're so hot together. It's physically, honestly, it's a lot of, it's a lot of friction when you have two fairly well-endowed humans together. I mean, I've got a huge breast and Jeff has an enormous penis. So when you, can you imagine if we titty fuck, start a damn forest fire? That kind of friction, that's like taking a giant stick, putting it between two rocks. You burn the whole house down. But yeah, I think I need to spice things up. I think that's maybe what would help me feel like myself again. Having sex on my mom's couch next to the Furbo. Listen, you live, laugh, love. We do have company here. Christina's here. Her boyfriend, Ryan's here. We, I haven't had you know, a quiet time in my house, nor has, has my mom gone on vacation, you know, and gotten away. So Jeff and I have literally been living with like 10 people for the last three months. And it's, I'm starting to get a little itchy. I think we need to go away, just the two of us, and really get it on and pop it. We were having plenty of sex while I was on the drugs and I didn't realize I wasn't supposed to be doing that. So then I got fucking paranoid this last three days and I've locked it up. Yeah, okay, I'm saying we, we I mean, we have sex pretty much every three days at least. But we're not having sex on a couch in front of animals. And apparently that's how y'all are living your best life. I mean, I got to turn on the sound machine, the TV, my Dyson air purifier. I mean, I need it to sound like a wind tunnel. Or you are on the tarmac of JFK and there's a Boeing 747 next to you with its engines blaring in order for me to feel comfortable to have sex in my own mother's house. It's our house, but also it's hers. She's at the end of the hall, but still I'm like, he's like, she's not awake. I'm like, but I feel like she is. And then I can, I can't hear her. It's a big house, but then there, I just know the next morning she'll come down. She's like, oh my God, I was up at 2 a.m. watching the dumbest shit on the YouTubes. And I'm like, see, she was awake. She could have heard us. But maybe I just need to, I need to rip the bandaid and start getting freaky, freaky places. Maybe that's a role play thing we need to do dog sitter. And I come over and I just drop Rigatoni's leash in the middle of the kitchen and say like, you want to fuck? Lady who owns this house isn't even here. Let's go. Oh, I'm so sorry, Jeff. You're going to listen to this podcast and be so embarrassed. I love you. You know, we used to do that. I used to go to, when we lived in New York, we would like meet at a bar and I would pretend to be somebody else. I would never like wear a wig, even though I have a plethora of wigs, but I would pretend to be somebody else and just kind of roll in. And be like, hey, my name's Amanda. And honestly, whenever I would come up with like Amanda or Mandy, he would be really into it. So I probably need to look through his Instagram DMs and see if he's hollering at any Mandy's or Amanda, those kind of honeys. I, that didn't make fucking sense. Ignore that I said that. But still, he always liked that. He likes him a little, a little slutty. You know what I'm saying? Why am I telling you this? I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm unwell. I think I just got horny. Things got weird. It took a turn unwell. But listen, I got to spice things up. I've got to get through these next two weeks and then I'm going to be spicing it up. But I would like, if you have any insane confessions, you can call the hotline 800-213-7503. And then maybe it's up to me whether or not it's an absolutely not or an absolutely yes. Now, absolutely not to you picking, not picking up the bulldog's 
you know, doo-doos in the park, but absolutely, yes, do you get freaky and you knew there wasn't a camera at this lady's house? I'm going to guess it's a lady. Uh, and I'm just going to let you know if it was a dude, if it was just like a single dude and you were watching his bulldog and he did have a camera and he did catch you having sex on his couch, he sure as fuck wasn't going to tell you. You know what I mean? But that video is now circulating. I just need to warn you. Um, and I'm surprised. Well, I'm surprised I didn't call you back. I'm surprised. But, you know, hey, if you're listening, I have a lot of Nashville listeners. If you're listening and you think you hired this girl who had sex on your couch, who then let your bulldog shit all over town, let me know. Call me. Let's make a crime connection. I love you guys. Thank you for being so encouraging and helping me just kind of get through this next little uh, phase. And we're going to get through it. Life is good. I'm so grateful for the opportunities. But I do think I've had kind of an aha moment this past week, especially after Christina, Tina took a tumble that I think everybody in my circle, we all need to just take a step back, take a moment, take a breather, eat a fucking salad and, um, and, and breathe. And maybe say no to a couple things. Well, I can't. I, well, I got to keep saying yes to pay the bills. But when I can say no, it's a hard no. When I can start saying no, I'll literally tell people, fuck off. I can't. Right now, I'm like, I am so grateful to be at this TGI Fridays right now doing this, this sponsored post for you. You have no idea. <laughs> I could not be more excited about the appetizer platter. Honestly, TGI Fridays, I would actually love to do a commercial for you. Please call me. I'm ready. I'm thrilled. I am stretched out and limber. I will bring the funny. So we got to keep hustling. I am the prize. Keep going. Keep doing it. And then, but when it's a hard no, it'll be a hard no. And then I will come to your house. I will quit my job. I will become a dog walker and I will have sex on all of your couches. Whether you have cameras or don't, buckle the fuck up. Your dog's will love me and your husband's will too. That's a threat. Sorry about it, Linda. We'll see ya. Thank you for tuning in. I've got some guests coming up. Very exciting guests. Not going to tell you who because they'll probably cancel on me and then it'll just be me. But in the meantime, between time, call into the Absolutely Not line 800-213-7503. I love you. I mean it. Let's get freaky. Jeff, I'm on my way upstairs. Arrivederci. See you later, babies. Ciao. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.